everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Bit Effect. Today, it's Persona 5. As I'm sure you know since you clicked on this episode, we are talking Persona 5. Now, just as a heads up for the way we're going to do this, is the first part, which is what you're listening to now, since it says part one, is going to be talk about the gameplay and our history with the series and what it was like when it came out. We're not going to do any kind of story spoilers or any of that stuff until part two. So you're safe at least until part two. So with me to discuss this is Craig. Hello. Luke. Hello. And Mike. Hello. Spout the stats, Luke. Sorry, let me just get my phone unlocked. <clears throat> oh, you fucked it up <laughs> no, again. No, no, it, 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 it just moved. just logged just as I was away his feet. Okay. <laughs> Persona 5, it released in September 2016 in Japan and then April 2017 worldwide. It's is available on the PlayStation 3 and the PlayStation 4. It's developed by P Studio and released by or published by Atlas. That's Atlas in Japan, Atlas USA in North America, and Deep Silver in Europe. Wow, Deep Silver really gets around. I didn't know they did that. No, either did I. Okay, so uh, gentlemen, I take it we all played it on PS4? Sure yes. Did. Yes, I did, Dave. How about you? Oh, yeah, totally. Did it bother you guys at all that you were playing a PS3 game basically up to PS4? Not at all. I didn't know that until last week, and I finished <laughs> the game before last week, so, you know, no, nah, it didn't bother me. Okay. All right, so let's get started with the history. I mean, I know I know Mike is big into Persona, but what about you, Craig, Luke? Um, I've, I've no history with, with the series at all until Persona 5 and moving forward. A good friend... Should he remember to take a Vita out of his sock drawer? It, it's in my rucksack. It's in my rucksack. <laughs> um, is going to lend me that to play Persona 4. So that that's it. This was my first entry into it, but I enjoyed it enough to go and play the previous Don't title. spoil it. Jeez, man. Well, that's not, you don't know if I liked it or not from that statement, do you? How many games have you enjoyed and not liked? Uh So what about you, Luke? <laughs> uh, so I have um, properly cane and rinsed uh, Persona 4. I have played it through two and a half times, I think. Put 300 hours into it, roughly. Yeah, I just absolutely fell in love with that game and really, really excited to play Persona 5. So excited that I played Persona 4 just before it came out and then realised I probably shouldn't have done that, so gave it a little bit of time before, before picking up Persona 5. I didn't want to burn out too bad. Were you a proper Chie man? Yes. In yes, well, I've played it three, two and a half times, so I got my, my way with all the women. <laughs> How about yourself? How adorable. <laughs> yeah, I was a Chie man. I've only played it once. <laughs> all right, Mike, drop it. Okay, so so going all the way back, I did dabble a little in the Shin Megami Tensei games. Um by the time it came to the first Persona on the PS1, I had a little go. I wasn't absolutely convinced. I had a little bit of a hand in Persona 2 there. Um, but it wasn't until the PSP remake of the first game that I, I really got a hand on it. Um, I completed that. I think I went back through and did the Ice Queen quest, which is like a, a new game plus sort of thing. Continued with a bit of Persona 1 and 2. I mean, Persona 2 parts 1 and 2 even. Um, and then, yeah, I, I went big on Persona 3, although I, I got it a bit late. I got the Fez edition, completely did everything there. Same with Persona 4, although I, I picked up the Vita Golden Edition since. Not really played it as much as I'd like to. Uh, but when it came to Persona 5, uh, I was supposed to be playing Persona Q in advance. That didn't happen. I was going to play Tokyo Mirage Sessions in advance. That didn't happen. But I did get Persona 5, the Take Your Heart edition, with all the crazy amount of stuff in that big box uh, about four days early and then I waited to play it at the same time as you guys a year or so later and here we are 
now, Mike or Luke, are you guys fans of the spinoff games like uh, Arena Ultimax or Dancing All Night? Oh, I have a platinum on Dancing All Night, and I put a hell of a lot of time into a Ultimax and the original uh, Persona 4 Arena. Nice. I've never yeah. played them, but um, they, they seem really interesting. I know Persona 5's getting the same sort of treatment, or that's the rumor anyway. Um, what about yourself, Dave? Well, I started with Persona 1 on the PlayStation, and then I played it and went, ew, it's not Final Fantasy VIII, and so I put it down. <laughs> and then I didn't play 2, and I did play 3. I played 3, and then I said, ew, it's not Dragon Quest VIII, and put it down. Uh, it wasn't until Persona 4 came along, I played probably halfway through it, I think. And then I just got distracted by other stuff until a couple years ago, I finally went, okay, you know what, I need to focus, get this done. So I played Megami Tensei, the original Famicom Disk System game. After that was done, I wanted nothing to do with Persona, because that game is just hell in a disc. Mm. And so... That's about it. I mean, I dabbled in a lot of stuff. Like, um, what was the one on PS2? Was it Digital Devil Summoner? Yeah. I think. Something to that extent. It was the one with the lady who had the mouth on her boobs. <laughs> I think that's... that's all I really remember. Mm, mm. And I remember it being okay. Like, I wasn't invested in anything in it at all. But, uh, yeah, I bought Persona 5, and we finally decided, okay, you know what? We should do a big RPG for the show, and right proper blasted through it. Uh, out of curiosity, guys, what was your playtime for this? Um, I've just Googled lady with mouth on boobs. <laughs> and oh, don't do that. Don't do that, man. That I, I mean, you'll either get Dante's get. Inferno, a DeviantArt page, or maybe Digital Devil Saga. I think you get Devil Man yeah. as well, probably. Let's... I've closed that Maybe. incognito window. <laughs> what was the question? <laughs> I'm a bit flustered now. Um, okay, uh, what was your playtime? Like, what did you guys clock into this? Oh, God. Um, I, the, on the full playthrough, it was about 110 hours, and then I've got about 35 or 40 hours on top of that Ooh. for New Game Plus. Wow. Again, don't take that as an indication whether I liked the game or not. We'll do that later <laughs> in the show. Well, to ruin the spoilers for later, uh, 103 hours and counting. But how, how about you, Dave? The only game to be outdone by... Wait, wait, no, I started that wrong. The only game to outdo Persona this year, which was 110 hours, was uh, Monster Hunter. So, yeah, this this is a huge investment. Luke, you crapped out a little early, too. What was um, your playtime? I roughly got to, I think, about a 60-hour time, but uh, I left my game running a couple times and forgot to turn it off, so the clock's totally skewed. Um, I got to the um, the dungeon where you had to save, is it Fatima? Um, it's Futaba. Yeah. Fatima. <laughs> Fatima? Jeez. Fataba. <laughs> there we go. I will edit that in later and it will go easy as peas. Right. Uh, Fataba. Yes, yeah, so I'm not sure well, how far I mean, that is in the game. It's maybe halfway. Um, it, it's, it's a little bit past half, I would say, depending okay. on what you do. This is a huge investment. Even if you're only going to play half of it, we're looking at 50 hours. I mean,. Does that bother you guys? Did the length of this bother you at all? No. I have a lot of time. I'm going to... I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> I'm going to say that Persona, Persona 3 and 4, I oddly played back-to-back -back near enough, and that was the weirdest decision ever. But I basically spent... About, yeah, that's a bad move. <laughs> so yeah, it was, it was two and a half months per game, weekends of like eight hours a day playing the thing. Um so I, I knew what I was coming into with this and you know obviously with a, with a kid now and limited game time although I did secretly manage to sneak in some other games as you might have noticed <laughs> hadn't Maybe noticed a little. Mike hadn't noticed at all <laughs> it was a no code Veronica X to be seen or <laughs> Devil May Cry 4 but hey or State of Decay 2 but anyway <laughs> I think the truth is you know you're making a big commitment and the fact that I've managed to get so close to the end of it in this time is frankly a miracle to be honest so um, yeah definitely a big commitment but you know it's, it's a commitment I knew was going to be great I wanted to preserve you know Persona 5 and um, Breath of the Wild to complete them in my own time and um, <clears throat> I'm sure I'm taking my time as you, you've seen mm. 
You forgot to add you sons of bitches on the end of that. <laughs> <laughs> Luke, what about you? I mean, was the time any kind of factor in you kind of saying, nah, that's it, I'm done? I mean, you don't really jump into JRPG expecting it to be a quick one. It, it's just, um, I guess, uh, I got a new job just as we were playing through this and I was starting to feel a little bit burnt out is the main reason that I stopped. Um, but, I mean... There is other reasons why I stopped out. We'll go into that later. But, you know, had the game kept its hooks in me, I don't think I would have had a problem finishing it. You know, this, it, it's one of these... In previous Persona games, Persona 4, I, I mean, I, I played it through solid, you know, through completion. Just as soon as I got home from work, that's what I did. Uh, and, you know, I, I was kind of hoping for that again with this game. Okay, uh, Craig, my question for you is, why are we so amazing? Um, I don't... <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, I, you know, I, I like fell for it hard. So I was playing it like on get home from work, play it for six hours, go to bed, go to work next day, get home from work, play it for six hours. And then at the weekend, I was actually playing it through till one or two in the morning, mm. going to bed. And then it was dragging me back out of bed at four or five in the morning. <laughs> that's that. That's trundling way too down the stairs for me, man. Just, just to play. It's, it's probably the only game that I can think of that's had that much of a hook on me. Look, Final Fantasy and stuff, I will get up early and play, but not four in the morning. That's that's mad. But it's it really, really... That's how awesome... That's how we're awesome, Dave. That's how we managed to nail it, is because we're dedicated. <laughs> uh, all right, so enough puttering around, gentlemen. Let's actually talk about the game itself. There are... I, the easiest way we could do this in terms of brevity is going to say it's standard Persona. I mean, Mike... What do you think about the battle system here? I mean, do you think they've changed that much from 4? I think it's very slick looking. I think um, there's a lot more options. It feels like, I mean, if you've gone back to, was it Persona 3, where you've only got control of one character in the party? Yeah, until uh, the special edition. And yeah, well, uh, Persona 4, um, they pretty much got it right. This one, it gives you loads more options. You know, in Persona 4, you, it was all about going in for that that big group attack and watching the cool animations here, here they just build on that. Everything's been taken up to the next level. Uh, in, term, in terms of the battles, I think everything's absolutely slick. There's not a single problem I saw with it. You know, it, it's all there, but it feels right doing the, you know, weaknesses. Um, can't argue with it. In case you don't know, the battle system isn't like many other RPGs to where it's all focused around weak points. And if you can't hit an enemy's weak point, you might as well not be attacking it because you do so little damage. If you hit an enemy's weak point, you get another turn with that character on which you can either hit him again or baton pass to another character who, if they happen to hit a weak point, can baton pass to another. And the baton passes raises your effectiveness in battle. So by the time you get to like the fifth baton pass, you're going to be hitting like a truck. Luke, do you like the whole weakness-centric battle system as opposed to like say Final Fantasy or Dragon Quest? Um, yes, I do. I think I, I like the whole turn-based thing. You know, some people say that JRPGs, you know, they need to move on, and like that. I think that's what Final Fantasy has been trying to do in the latest iterations. But I kind of disagree. I, I like that traditional turn-based thing. Persona's own spin on applying weaknesses and finding those out. So, um, I mean, most monsters, there I think there's 8 to 10 different attack types um, ranging from, like, uh, fire, ice, and then you get into more things like uh, light and psychic and that sort of it's thing. It's like so playing paper, rock, figuring... scissors as a kid. You've got one kid that's, like, dynamite, and then you've got yeah. nuclear. And yeah. You, yeah, it's, it's yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> um it, it is cool but it, i don't know about you guys it it wore out about the fourth dungeon in um i didn't think there was a lot of depth to it and i'm not sure if this is because it's not changed a lot from persona 4 uh, or persona 3 by the sounds of it it's great getting the all-out attacks when you when you've managed to figure out the the weakness to all the enemies that you're opposing and you apply those weaknesses and they they all kind of go into a, a knockdown state then you can do a, a cutscene where all of your characters that are alive will attack at once and it'll if you manage to get the kill you'll get like a, a really nice looking um cutscene dependent on who was the last person to attack so for example if morgana is the person's turn then it'll be Morgana's turn to show you her cutscene, um, which is just great. I mean, those all-out attacks last. I, 
I don't think I skipped them ever. They're, they they just look amazing. I didn't even know you could skip them. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um. So is it? This isn't something that bothered you in four. It never, it never uh, got tedious in four like it has in five for me. It's not the best thing about the game, you know. The the best bit of the, about the game is the actual social side of it for me. No, but it is it's something you're going to be doing for a very good chunk of the game, and that's actually one of my problems I have with this. Is in terms of any other RPG, it never makes party members redundant the way Persona can. Mm, mm. Because there will be sometimes where you bring Ryuji like you should, because he's a boss, and <laughs> oh, everybody is immune to lightning great yeah. you're useless now and then you have to bring yusuke and he's just the worst <laughs> in a way it's kind of cool that it forces you to change your party team up um and get the different different sort of dynamics in each team for each dungeon but i can understand if you've got there's a few characters and that i'm not so um fond of and i'm i don't want to take them i, I know what you mean yeah I, which leads me to my next question in terms of uh party makeup it's nice that you get four characters i really like rpgs where you get four so did you guys muscle through areas with party members that weren't optimal or did you guys switch it up and bring people depending on what you needed i mostly took the same crew because everyone's leveling up anyway regardless of if they're in the party which is a beautiful mechanic thank Uh, you for bringing that up it's very nice yeah it's it's ace it's tops that's what it is I ended up by about three quarters of the way through the game. Um, Joker had the perfect persona. I had abandoned everything to do with electricity and focused all on, um, what do you call melee? it? Focused all on everything else. Me- not melee. Um, like I had one nuclear, one, what do you call that? Wibbly wobbly circle. Sigh. <laughs> you know, like one attack <laughs> from each one. It's a wibbly wobbly circle. Yeah, um, and the rest of the characters just kind of slotted into it. So I had Makoto, Ryuji, and who did I have at my last my last person? Anne, obviously, kept kept the original crew together basically. And Makoto's just boss. All right, hold on. For Ryuji, I dropped his electricity. You're, what? You're, you're you're just going into so many different categories right now. I know, but I'm trying to get to the end of the question. The question, the question was simple, Craig. The question was simple. <laughs> All right, so shut up for a moment. And Mike okay. or Luke? I played it a completely different way. Uh, I was trying to maximize the, or minimize the amount of time I was in a dungeon. So what I would do is um, I'd run the team, my B team, through the majority of the dungeon. Uh, and, you know, normally it would take two days for me to do a dungeon, but I found that, you know, as the team grew, um, when I was getting close to the end of the dungeon, I'd flip back to the start, change my team to the team that I know is boss, and uh, proceed so I could try and do it in one day. Um, did you guys do that, or just me? Uh, I was one day, I one day every dungeon. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. same here. When you're in, you're in. Yep. Yeah, I, I we we my, my team was walking end. on bloody stumps near the end of some of them, but we did it. Yeah. Uh, Mike, what about you? I used a huge number of tricks. <laughs> so first of all, I was using my SP regen trick, changing up, equipping it on different members of the party. Later in the game, when I was um having more members, I'd switch out and maybe use background things like uh unused allies recover health and sp while you're not using them there'd always be a nice little trick waiting there if you're willing to seek it out there was something that'd that'd help you get all these dungeons done as as quickly as possible and it felt a bit funny because it, you know obviously the game revolves around uh, a year yearly calendar well a calendar and you're kind of you feel like you're cheating the system a bit you think that sometimes this might be stretched over a few more text messages things like that but no, no, overall, there were a lot of little tricks in there. And, um, you know, we're not even, uh, pro- we're probably not even going to get into things like the flu. But, hey, there's, there's, there's tricks to be found if, if needs be. And personally, I thought Joker was was the boss by, by far. You know, if you're unlucky, Joker's got it. And you might have a, a bad crew with you. 
but he'll always have something up his sleeve. And the fact that he can switch personas all the time as his, his main unique thing, it's like you'll always have every element at your disposal if you, you know, if you play your fusion cards correctly. Oh, I did the same thing as Craig. I had one party and it was it. I don't want any of you other people. So, no. yeah, there were tough points in the game that it was really rough to get through, but that was like my own fault. I can't hold it against the game for that. All right, Mike, you touched on a lot of different mechanics there, like persona switching and the fusions and all of that. So how did you guys approach personas? Personally, I played until I got the Shikioji, that big paper guy. Found out he was, you know, null to physical attacks. Went, oh, he's my guy for the rest of the game. And then I just put one of each skill on him. And Joker basically became my uh, cracker. Like, he could hit a weakness no matter what it was. And then the rest would take care of damage. How did you guys approach your personas? Um, mine was, I had Camo 10 as my main persona. As my primary persona on Joker. because And he had one of every... Buff for free shots when you use them. Um, nullify this for when you use them. All if all eight slots were filled, and then I would switch out to someone else, probably some like Black Rider or Red Rider or White Rider, because they're all cool ridery people. And one of them was my. He's got electricity, psi, nuclear. He's got absolutely everything I need. Job done. Okay. Um, everyone else was there just to. I I didn't actually have a specific healer because everyone seemed to have a power that vaguely healed and I had enough items to cover it anyway. So it was more just all out attack, Mm -hmm. not the literal all out attack. I mean, like all my personas were all attacking apart from that one buffing one at the start. Oh my gosh. Was that enough of an answer? That was, I love you, Craig. Was it still too much? I love you so fucking much. Was it it too much No, no, it was fine. It was fine. Luke, what'd you got? So unlike Craig, I kept Morgana just as a healer, but um, I essentially figured I, I was trying to get the trophy for doing all the persona fusions so um i basically just kept on fusing everything as soon as i can uh, and then trying to keep the set skills that i needed so like one of each element and a good heal um and i really wasn't worried about weaknesses or any of that sort of stuff okay was that wrong <laughs> did, well no 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 no. i meant uh, did you run into any trouble at any point in the game because you might not have had a persona that you needed or did you seem all right? There was once where I had to go back to the Velvet Room and resummon a persona that I had before because I was just getting my ass kicked at without. Uh, I basically was mi- missing the um, the nuclear skill, and I couldn't get the weakness on one type of persona that was fighting. So I just kept on like it was completely destroying me. It's it's one that's null to uh, physical, and like null to just about everything else. So, um, yeah. It wasn't too bad, but I did end up having to take notes on a on a bit of paper of what what skills I had and making sure I had all the the different elements available to me. Um, you didn't have a spreadsheet. <laughs> Jesus, pen no. and paper is the way to go, yeah. man. <laughs> I felt old. Uh, Mike, how did you approach it? Um, like like Luke, I was after the trophy, so I kept fusing the personas over and over and over. Uh, kept taking along the best skills, the ones that I knew I'd always use, you know, like uh, me- media armor. Obviously, I need that everywhere I go. Um, but but I think if I didn't find the weak spot, see, it seemed more like I was spending a lot of time in Mentos building, you know, building a cash reserve to basically get those weapons up to the the highest I could at that time. Um, and yeah, I guess that's that's part of part of my strategy although I, I don't think i ever focused much on the guns although i'm sure we'll come to that at some point yeah i can very quickly say i never bought another gun did anybody else uh, i did but i never really thought about you know their impact in the game you, i was buying them just to have the best one at whatever point i was in the gun shop and upgrading them but i don't think it altered the outcome of anything i don't know because nah, they're just used to hit the weak point and that was it for me yeah yeah, that was the same. I'd like to geek out for just a moment on the personas themselves because if you're really into monsters, then you will find yourself Googling every single entry on the persona list. And it was so much fun to see what they're going to come up with next. 
because I mean they were pulling from some of the most obscure myths I've ever heard of for their monsters and the way they um what's the word I'm looking at? the way they visualize what these monsters of legend are was very interesting for me. I mean, did that click for you guys at all? Did you ever see a monster name and go, eh, I'm gonna Google that really quick? I'm not sure I spent as long a time on Google Images as you did, Dave, looking at the penis monster, but <laughs> I did find them all interesting to a degree, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I did after you pointed it out, uh, just had a wee quick search through it, and it is the amount of depth that it goes into it. If you fall down that rabbit hole and are interested in it, apart from the 110 hours you're going to be playing the game, you're going to be Googling for another 110 hours oh, and yeah. reading stuff. Like I think was was it was it you that I sent the why did they make this a thing what is it clue kuklein it's it's uh Gaelic I can't speak Gaelic but it's yes, just like the guy yes, who but... killed the dog and it's like oh uh-huh. he's a guy okay that's cool <laughs> what does that one but, look like yeah uh he was just the dude in like a padded cloth armor had the hat and a sword and that was it. And I'm like, oh, that's kind of plain Jane for this kind of monster design. So I looked it up, and yeah, he's just some Gaelic dude who killed a dog and became the king's guard. And there are and there it. are an absolutely mammoth amount of these which have been in all previous, you know, Persona and Shin Megami Tensei games, though. Oh so yeah, I'm not sure how many are new to this, but it, it is quite an expansive list. I would not want to do the research to figure out how many are new and how many are reimaginings and how many are reused. But yeah, I recognize some of them from earlier games just piddling around in them. Um, Luke, did that make you curious at all? Or were you just like, whatever, it's Baphomet? Uh, I googled a couple of them and then um, I started to wonder if it was like a thing that people uh, from Japan would be more aware of like it seemed to be a lot of it seemed to be very cultural and like historical sort of stuff so um but by the time I got into the second or third dungeon I kind of lost interest you know there's enough to read in a persona game let alone googling more stuff (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah that's fine and and yeah you're right while they pull from they pull from African and Gaelic and American and a whole bunch of different places a lot of them do seem very uh shinto and japanese culture centric which is perfectly Mm. wonderful because i know nothing about like all the different hamas i had no idea what they were but you know it was fun to learn about them definitely could i put you on the spot here dave and ask you a single question though yes our our good friend from the soul blade soul caliber games mr siegfried and roy he oh i noticed at the very top of the persona compendium there is actually a Siegfried. What is the history of this character? Is it is it a German character or something? Or I I see I didn't fill out the list, so I'm not sure. But yeah, I know oh. Siegfried is German, or <laughs> Austrian, or one of those guys. That's, I don't know. Crap! Why you make me look bad, Mike? Why Apologies. you make me look bad? <laughs> Feel free to cut that way. <laughs> no, no, no. Leave it alone. That's fine. Okay, uh, so we talked about a little bit of the mechanics, and we talked about the battle system. Like Luke said earlier, one of the most important parts of Persona is the social system. And I'd like to camp out on that for a little bit here. Is anybody not a fan of the social system? I am a fan, but not as much in the case of this game. Okay, uh, why? There's something... There's something... That seemed a bit off to me about it. It felt like they were just... I mean, they're always random. All these social links in uh, Persona games seem like they're quite random. In this one, it felt maybe it was a bit too much. You were looking for skills from uh, companionship other than actually following the story as much. I don't know. There's some something that just seems a tiny bit off about it in this case. I think in you know Persona 4, it feels like everything's quite... You know, this is a small, small village. All of your companions are going to be linked to certain little areas in that village. Here it felt a lot more like, uh, you know, there wasn't as much rhyme and reason to it. You don't know whether you're going to find someone in the subway on this day or they might be somewhere else on this day. Uh, it's just a little bit more scattershot and it didn't, you know, I'm a control freak with these games. I like to know where everyone is at every time having some not available at certain times and 
it felt a bit it felt a, a bit lighter the social thing even though even though obviously you know it's all it's all well done but it just felt a tiny bit lighter in this game to me personally i can agree with you in that regard because i would go as far to say is if you don't google some things you're going to miss on a good chunk of the game of like where is this npc on this day what do I have to do to unlock this NPC? There was a lot more, it seemed like, obscure things going on with the social links than there were in the past. Mm. Like, I mean, the, um, yeah. the the politician. I never would have found the politician if I didn't see his name on a list and go, oh, who's that? Yeah. I was you know what I mean? That. So... I, I fell into that trap with um, the tower... Um, character with the kid, the gaming kid. Yeah, that yeah. was. Oh yeah, that's another one. I didn't. I didn't realize. I didn't he unlock was a that link. and start leveling up to the end. <laughs> I was like, fucker. So this is maybe one of my biggest problems with the game. Um, and I think for the first time playing Persona Four, you know, it seemed like your decisions mattered, and the conversations you had with the characters to build up your relationship with them matters. But it's maybe because I've played it so much before, but it feels like I've kind of seen behind the curtain with the social thing. And I was expecting more with this game. And to be honest, there's not a lot different from persona four. I don't know about persona three, but um, it got to the point where, you know, like I quickly realized that my decisions still don't make any, um, you know, the choices I make, they, they have no impact to the story as such. And, Essentially, when you're answering a question for um, one of the characters that you're trying to build a relationship, you're getting marked out of three. So it got to the point where I'm like, right, my decision that I make doesn't actually influence the game. So what am I going to do? I, I'm trying to I'm trying to maximize my time here and get the best out of it. So I can either do random questions of how I would answer them uh, or I could Google it and get the best stats so I can move on to filling the next character's social ranks. And that's I think that's where part of the magic fell for, fell through for me. I'm not again. I'm not sure if this is just because I've played so much Persona, and it hasn't changed. Mm. Um, I I don't know how you guys feel, but this that was what kept me going through Persona Four. That was the bit that I found the most interesting is building these social ranks. And when that when that curtain kind of dropped, and I realized that there's no more of this, and there is nothing to it, I I just kind of lost the will to play. That kind of that kind of kept me going for a bit. Like I, you can see very early on what was happening. You get one wee musical note or two or three, dependent on how well you answer. But I kind of just took the what's the phrase? I took the rough with yeah. the tumble. I just went for it. I like no regret style. If I answer wrong, I'm like, oh damn, I might need to spend another day, another time slot before I level this character up. That's probably why I didn't max out all my confidence. Well, but you know, it was nice. It's nice having a conversation yeah, with someone. Yeah, I mean, but it's it's also maybe that I didn't feel for the characters as much as I did for Persona Four. That is something I definitely want to touch on a little bit later, Luke. Yeah. So if yeah. I forget, remind me. So in terms of confidants, did you guys have any favorites? Because that is a big part of Persona is clicking with these characters you go and see every day, and you click not party members. Uh, we'll leave party members for later. Just the confidants. I thought the nurse was quite a dark character. Um, she was... Was she the devil? Uh, no, she was death. Death, right. Yeah. Death. Yeah, she she was really interesting. The devil was the journalist. Ah, okay. I don't think I met him. I also... Um, I really liked the teacher, the one that was um, moonlighting as a, a maid. Yeah. Oh, you mean the worst teacher in history? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the absolute worst should probably be in jail. <laughs> yeah, she was great. Which, by the way, can we get this out in the open? Um, every time in Persona, man, every one of these people are the worst people at their jobs. And they are the worst human beings ever. Like, I'm pretty sure that teacher is touching people. Little people. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the doctor has killed people. It's just these. It turns out the doctor, the doctor was the one that I liked the most. I ended up getting jiggy with and followed. Like her story was really cool. Compared to some of the stories, some of the stories you have to go through to max those people up are dire. The lassie that doesn't like to play chess that much or whatever shogi. the hell game it was. Shogi man. Shogi. 
Oh my god! If I have to talk to you about Shogi one more time, I ju- I'm just gonna. What's wrong with flip that, man? You're. Sh- I just couldn't. I couldn't tackle it. But the the doctor story was pretty decent. The doctor story, I think, was a highlight, especially out of a lot of the other ones. Mm. Like, I mean, the teachers one, it's interesting, but man, I felt skeevy the entire... Imagine hiring one of your teachers as a maid to just come and hang out and give you a massage. That's weird. What I noticed was she said, I'll come round and I'll clean your room, but make sure it's tidy before I get there. Well, yeah, because she was lazy. (laughs) So she see, she was even bad at her moonlighting job. She was. She was. Personally, I, I probably have to go with, <laughs> oddly enough, the, either the shogi player or or the doctor. Like, those were really the yeah. only two characters I cared about on the NPC front. Like, the kid playing the game, eh, whatever. You know, the crystal ball yeah. lady, oh. eh. Sakura? What's this says? Sujiro. Sujiro Sakura. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, see him? I, I guess in my brain I don't click as an NPC. He is a dickhole yeah. at first. Mm. But after a little while, yeah, he warms yeah. up. Like after a while, I was like, "Why are you even here, man? Just go home." I, I really liked him by then. My only question for him was, "Why the hell do you put up with Fataba? Why don't you just drown her?" <laughs> Jesus Christ! In coffee. I have to admit, he, he's coffee. a very impenetrable <laughs> social link because every single time I've been to him, it's you will not, you will not likely strengthen your. Bond by He's gated a lot by story progress, and I don't really yeah. like that. Yeah. So, I mean, you could end up wasting a lot of time on him. Luckily, it's generally at night where you don't have much else to go until later in the game. But still, you can waste a lot of time with him. All right, then let's, let's talk party members, guys. All right. Mm. So, who was your solid? At Makoto. Makoto. All right. I went with Anna. Um, was it her uh, sleep ability you used frequently? Putting the enemy to sleep? Oh, I was talking romance. Like, who, who did you romance? Oh, oh sorry. <laughs> oh, right. I thought you just meant who did you... No, I romanced the doctor. I romanced really? The doctor. I th- yeah. I'm pretty yeah. sure she'll kill you at Jeez. some point yeah, yeah. trying to test something out. <laughs> you really shouldn't. I'm happy with that. <laughs> no, I, I went with Anne. I'm not all of that. Uh, sorry. I, I don't know why I thought I'd go with um, someone I normally wouldn't go with, and I don't have a. I'm not that normally attracted to blondes, so yeah, it went with her. Hold on just a moment. I, I think it was you, Craig, that I was talking about where the age difference between some of your romance options. Yeah. Like, they struck me as weird, but I guess it's not as weird over there. You can romance Futaba. That just that's, is the wrongest. That's got to be of the wrong illegal at some point, I would think. No, yeah. but like like the doctor, she's clearly in what late twenties, maybe, and yours sixteen. Totes down with that. Yeah. Let's see here. Yeah. That is that's a punishable offense, and I'm not one of those guys that's like, oh, you should have changed the ages because that's just stupid. Um, it was just struck me as icky here <laughs> when i was 17 my girlfriend was older than my mom yeah see that's weird craig that's weird and it's morally wrong that, that is weird craig <laughs> <laughs> yeah my mom thought it was weird as well she really didn't like it well i mean at least they could have had tea together um so so did you guys find any of the age difference stuff in here a little weird when well, it came to I romance to options admit. As I am, um, admittedly, a toy boy, <laughs> to a very minor degree, um, okay. I, I was quite happy with my uh, relationship with uh, Kawakami, is that name? Yeah, yeah, the teacher? Yeah. 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 And, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know, is it, is it really a Japan-only thing? I don't know. But although, well, judging by Craig, it's also Scotland. Well, now I'm no. not so sure, because the only other <laughs> Scottish person here um, didn't back me up. Didn't you live me. in the Isle of Arid, where weird shit happens? <laughs> I, yeah, there only are five women, <laughs> and it's just one one from each generation. How old is but Joker? Joker, he's 16. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it was... It was a, I mean, nothing sexual happens... I'm pretty Are you sure. sure. Well, at well, least no, it does. At it least with mine, does. does it with the doctor? Yeah, it Several does. Times. Uh, with Whoa. with cheeky quips like, um, "Now I'm going to give you a special sort of investigation 
and then the, the light fades away hmm. and a bomb chicken wah, it was wah, the same stuff. with the death uh, person in Persona 4 the, the nurse you could sleep with her as well um, so maybe it's just that Ooh. confidant I think I found a little link in this as well because you know those little loading screens between the between most well a fair number of sections of the games you get a little picture of, of Joko and a few times I saw little love hearts popping out of his head and I thought hmm something, yeah. something funny is going on here Okay, because see, with uh, I romanced Anne because eh, she's like, I, I don't know if I had Makoto at the start, if I would have went mm. with Anne, but uh, I, I didn't regret any choices. It's a video game. Yeah. But it was very ambiguous on whether or not they did anything. So I thought most of them would be like that. Out of curiosity, is there a gay option? I'm not sure there is. I would have thought, especially after Persona 4, there would have been in 5 with, uh, what's, what's his name? The guy from 4. Who was like sexually um, confused? Kanji. Yeah, it might have been Kanji. Yeah, I think that's the name. But yeah, I'm I'm surprised that wasn't a thing. So, gentlemen, what did you? But like, hey Ryuji, we're oh, in the changing I rooms totally, just after that long totally run. Totally would have went for Ryuji <laughs> if he was an option. Ryuji was my bro. Uh, you cannot be gay in Persona Five, which is that's kind of surprising, yeah. actually. I also. I found it weird still, especially as a silent protagonist, which I hate. I am so tired of that. Why they wouldn't let you change your gender at all? Like, they, I mean, Mass Effect's been doing it for how long? So, so much anime scenes yeah. to redraw. I, yeah, any more than CG in a proper 3D game? Well, I don't, I don't know because the CG in a 3D game might be rendered off the same engine in some way, whereas that was properly different animated yeah anime. that's a good point that that is i i don't know i don't think it was hand-drawn but that still might be more work no. than uh proper cg models it's more than that right it's more than just that though it's a conversation as well i mean a lot of it is you know based on a male character i don't think that would translate well into being female would it uh like a male rescuing a female from being attacked at the start and so, like all those well, story related. Well, it still things. could have been a female at the start. I mean, that didn't really matter at all. But the coffee shop owner, I mean, if he was to treat a female yeah. that way, that would be pretty creepy. That's a good point. Oh, you mean like the teacher? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well done. <laughs> look, look. Ryuji is up there with Garrus. All right. I just needed some more Ryuji in my life, and I was hoping that at some point I could. They started working on this in 2008. That's crazy. Yeah, uh, they started working on this right after Catherine, which makes a lot of sense, judging from the way that looks. Ah, uh, yeah, okay, I get it. Well, they did change the actual engine in the end. They didn't use the uh, Gamebryo thing from Catherine. Though, yeah, officially. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Mm. All right, so we talked about some of the social mechanics. We talked about the battle mechanics. We talked about the characters. One quick question is, what did you guys name your group? Out of Heaven. All right, that's a good one. I was boredom. I went with, like, the Phantom, whatever. Uh, just... Shadow Hunters? No, no, like, actual Phantoms or the oh, Phantom yeah, Thieves went... or whatever. Oh, I kept, oh I kept okay. It... I went the Phantom Thieves as well. I kept it within, yeah, whatever... I don't know why, I just by that point, I'd already made that terrible mistake with naming my character. Well, I didn't want to make another mistake. Okay, well, hold on. I named mine Schottenjager because I'm cool. What did you name your character? <laughs> Joe <laughs> Kerr. Oh, oh my gosh, man, that is terrible. <laughs> why? I had to oh live God. with that for 140 hours. <laughs> I called my one Beck McDougal, and I kept on getting called McDougal. <laughs> what is McDougal? <laughs> Did you guys name your characters in older games like Butts because you thought it was funny? I mean, come on, guys. It's a hundred and something hours here. I used my actual name. And it was it was fine being called Ledward Coon all the time. Or uh, <laughs> That's... You know, I, I always found it funny how they, um, you know, when it comes to trying to mention your name in a spoken bit, they sort of go, they always find a funny way of getting around it and making it sound like they were going to say your name, but obviously they pulled short of it because it's not in there. <laughs> you know, yeah. I can't even remember what they say now, but they'll say, uh, 
They don't. They say it says it in the subtitles. Mm. It completely it makes sense in English to just not say the name. He says you or he or they yeah. or just nothing. Uh, it's very generic. Very very mid nineties. It felt like of like getting around the. Uh, I went with my last name at first, like my full name, and that just like sounded really awkward. So I just googled the character's name, what his name is in the anime, and I just popped that in. I couldn't tell you what it is now, but. I do want to talk about that. Did the English voiceovers bother you guys? I changed to Japanese yeah. no. within the first five minutes. Of course you would. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, I flicked between the two because some of them sounded a bit off. Uh, who? Out of curiosity. I'll tell you later. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mm. see. I'm curious. I didn't play at all in Japanese because I'm not a weeb. But it's a weebo. Igor, it, did Igor sound good in Japanese? Because his name or his voice actor just wonderful in English. Still, uh, I didn't listen to it in English. So I'm not sure. It sounded good in Japanese. Oh, oh you played like Persona that. Four in Japanese too? Uh, I think so. Yeah, I did. It's the same voice. Yeah, yeah, I did. Oh, you are the worst, Luke. Just the well, worst. I mean, I. <laughs> I, I, it's the same with like if I was to watch like I just watched a TV show called The Rain and I put it back to its native language rather than um, rather than the English subs because they were shit. <laughs> like it, there's something annoys me about uh, when the mouth moves and it doesn't line up and you've got people like changing the words. Yeah, like. Yet another reason you should have grew up watching Godzilla, Luke. <laughs> it's gonna haunt you for the rest and of your life. Fight. I think the English voice actors are absolutely ace. I mean, they pulled yeah. a lot from the Funimation group that normally does anime anyway, which is very cool. I mean, me and my wife were like, oh, hey, that's blah, 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 and that's blah, blah, blah. The only problem I have, other than some of the writing, and we'll talk about that later, is they mispronounce words, and it drives me insane. Like, her last name is not Takamaki, it's Takamaki. And it drove me nuts. How many times they would mispronounce things? It's like it's not. Uh, how do they say it? It's not Makoto. It's Makoto. And even though I know, like, probably fitted on a pinhead worth of Japanese pronunciations, that drove me a little bit nuts. But after like ten hours, it's like, yeah, whatever. It's it's Takamaki now. It's fine. God, I feel sorry for all those times I played Street Fighter with you, and you've never addressed it yeah yeah you never say akuma and you never call it yakuza you always say yakuza and one of these days i'm gonna show up at your house and i'm gonna strangle you they say it in the game forty-two thousand times anyway now that that little bit of unpleasantness is over uh is there anything else you guys would like to talk about before we call a close to the first part i think there is one thing definitely which which goes straight off the back of this one um in fact there's two things off it first of all there's so much visual craziness all over the place, especially, you know, text boxes, menu screens. We could talk for ages about that sort of stuff. And it's something that with Persona 4, I already picked up on as being a really, you know, intense part of the game. You know, you, you're always the, the GUI. Whoever mentions the GUI? No one. But Persona's made it its own. And I think a lot of, you know, things about this game being visually appealing come down to that GUI itself. But um, you know, we yeah, we could talk about it for ages. We're gonna I think it's best to skip that because the other thing is that while you've got all these good you know, very good voice acting going on in the game, they're always backed up by an awesome soundtrack. And I think everything there's there's not a there's not a dud in here, to be honest. I think if you find a bit of voice acting that you're not a fan of you can have some awesome background music to listen to to your company anyway. So, you know, there's I a lot of... will agree with you about 95%. I mm. think the one song when you're just chilling at home uh, about yep. going to shop to and something about a parfait, uh, that song really could have used an alternate because I was really tired of that by the end of the game. Everything else I loved. It does change though in the um, in the countdown to um, you know going to a palace, although obviously completing it in one day, we've uh, sacrificed that that alternate music in a way. Yeah, because you get uh, you get like your palace theme and then you get the palace boss theme. Oh no! But if in, you do in it in your one actual, day, 
you're talking about when you're when you're at the cafe at Leblanc. Yeah. The, the, yeah, that, the one that at night that has the lyrics. Yeah, yeah. The that I, I'm pretty sure that changes when yeah, you're it does. in pursuit. Of, it does just after the oh, third really? dungeon. Um, the, it's a lot of the a lot of the songs actually change. So you you if you go through the soundtrack, you'll actually notice there's different versions. So you'll get like um, there'll be more instrumental added or there'll be lyrics added. Without vocals, and, yeah. And that that song does have. Um, a different version for the weather as ah. well. Does it really? Ra- the, the I rainy, never noticed yeah, that. Like it was always, version. oh, here we go with the Shop Two song again. And I mean, it, I guess it also played <laughs> into it where if you do complete the dungeon on the first possible chance, you have like twenty yeah. days to just putter around. And I guess that's where the song really started to get to me. <laughs> but, uh, I never, I never experienced. I genuinely never experienced any of that fatigue even on an individual item within the game like one of the songs none of it phased me right the way no, through that's it perfectly fine i'm not saying you're right or i'm wrong you know it's just just a no i'm me. saying i'm right you're wrong uh one thing i would like to know <laughs> is there's something this game does that i think every game should do from like here on out is you can go back and look at a log of all your conversations and hit a button and have them revoice act it. Yeah, that's cool. That mm. is the most amazing thing, and all mm. RPGs should do that from now on. Definitely. Really quick, I would like to talk about the graphics because while, like Mike said, the the GUI is absolutely amazing, and the way it draws your eyes to certain things is fantastic. I found the in-game models really robotic and clunky. Ooh. Did you guys like if if you're going to talk to somebody, they like walk a straight line, turn like a Resident Evil character, and then they hit their relaxed pose. It all felt a little robotic to me. I I thought that was kind of some sort of a uh, artistic choice. I quite liked it. I thought it felt all very odd, but night like I th- I thought it was meant to be. I think Perhaps. I think in a in a funny way, um, yeah, I, I agree with Craig. I think it's artistic way, artistic choice to a degree. And <clears throat> there's a lot of things about fashion in this, and I thought they were just you know doing the classic classic Zoolander sort of poses in some cases. Um, but but further to that, um, shit, fuck, I forgot. My <laughs> but further to that, <laughs> shit. <laughs> 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 Let me think. Mm. Oh, scrap me. Scrap me. Get me out of there. Okay. Just cut that off. Cut that off just before it says, and further <laughs> yeah, to that, yeah. it'll be fine. <laughs> Seamless. <laughs> There's so much style and charm going on in this game. Like, it, it, it doesn't have a lot of power behind it. It's not, it's not God of War. It's not Horizon. It's not ultra-realistic, and it's, you know, there's not loads going on, but... um. This game is one of the best looking games I can think of just because it's got such a unique style. Um, everything about it is well drawn and there's been a lot of love and attention put into everything. And I think that's what keeps it so fresh because, you know, even the 50, 60 hour mark, I wasn't getting bored of any of the visuals. It wasn't, you know, even the all out attacks, you know, that I did eventually start skipping them, but there's so much to see in them and there's so much to it. Um, for example, th- th- there's tiny little touches as well. Like um, when you're in Mementos, which is th- one of the dungeon areas, there's like a kaleidoscope effect going on around the outsides of the screen, and it's it's really fascinating to watch. I didn't notice it until I, you know, I I'd like looking at my phone, and it kind of caught my eye because it c- was continuing to move. But um, you can tell whoever has or the team that have worked on this have put a lot of time and effort into mm-hmm. it and it, it's really appreciated and when you go into mementos on like a pollen day and it's all dusty and color like the, the oh, changes yeah. dependent mm-hmm. on the weather it's it's really cool it's really beautifully done i said in the um mid-year review that i thought a lot of the beauty was in the user interface and all this extra stuff around about it and i kind of do a stick by that to the most part but i think since we recorded that i've kind of been thinking and even in game although some of the 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 world it was you were quite restricted in where you could go it never felt like a tiny place to me even the the wee back streets do you know what i mean 
Like, you could only go on that one street, but it never felt like you could only be in that one street because I think it was hustly and bustly and there was things happening. It still felt alive and it looked great. So I think that um, overall it's probably about the best looking game I've ever played. Yeah, it's amazing how like Yakuza always gets a lot of credit for making a small world feel big, Mm. but this takes an Mm. even smaller world and makes it feel populated and busy. And yeah, I, th- I think yeah. it nails it on that regard. I mean, I don't mind the way it looks. It, it was just the animations that bugged me. And I don't even mind mm-hmm. like the fact that every enemy looks exactly the same on the overworld. Like when you're in Mementos, they're all that big hulking yeah. shadowy thing. I, it didn't bother me because everything you did, even even the battle results screen was just wonderful for your eyes. It's candy for your eyes, yeah. I guess, would be the best Look, way to play it. Play that tune if you can. The da-da-da-da-da-da. Well, uh, look, luckily, my my terrible memory has finally come back to haunt me. And you know, we've been playing Street Fighter Alpha Two a lot recently. Well. That game is quite known for its reflections on the, the gen stage, and I really did not appreciate it how when like Akechi is walking around speaking to uh, Sai, I'm not sure how you pronounce her name, I really didn't appreciate that there were no reflections on the floor for them, and I, you know, patch, patch it. it it's, isn't it amazing that Japanese games never get patched? Unless there's a game-breaking bug or they're changing it like with Final Fantasy 15, yeah, that might be a thing. I mean, Capcom patches their stuff, but that's competitive stuff. So, yeah, this ga- I think This you're game right. was out for seven months in Japan before it came to the rest of the world, though, so maybe they started it there before. Do you remember if it had a day one patch? No, it, 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 um, I'm not sure it has a single patch to it. I mean, yeah, I don't, st- I don't it is a, a unique thing sticking a disc in, not having an update to download a patch <laughs> yeah. to install, and playing through the whole game without encountering any major bugs. And nuts, it, it, was, it? it was a breath of fresh air. Yeah. A breath of wild fresh air? Oh my goodness. And yeah, le- just so you're aware, like all these things we're complaining about, they are very small niggles yeah. and complaints. Mm-hmm. I mean, this this. Altogether, I would say all the complaints we've had so far are take it down like a point. If you're using a point system, they're all very small. But, all right. So, this is the end of part one. Part two, when we release that, do remember there will be spoilers aplenty. And before, you know, we crack into it, we'll, of course, give you another warning just in case you're weird and you pick part two first. But... We will see you next time on part two, where we talk about the story and our final thoughts. So, gentlemen, say good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good, good, good night. Mike! I like how you said, say good night, gentlemen. You said, gentlemen, say good night. If you say good night, gentlemen, we say good night, gentlemen. You said, say good night. You see? (laughs) I feel robbed. Don't you know what just happened? You sure we got the clue? How bad is we go? Don't you know, no more art, art, art. And as I look through that